casting out demons. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1-12 through 12. Greeting, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the brothers and sisters here at the Church of Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The judgment at Christ's coming. We are always obligated to thank God for you, brothers, as it is fitting because of your faith is growing more and more and the love that each and every one of you has for one another is increasing. So we ourselves boast about you in God's churches in regard to your patient endurance and faith in all your persecutions and in the trials that you are enduring. This is evidence of God's righteous verdict that resulted in your being counted worthy of God's kingdom, for which you also suffer. Certainly, it is right for God to repay trouble to those who trouble you and to give relief to you who are troubled along with us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his powerful angels, he will exercise vengeance in flaming fire on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Such people will receive a just penalty, eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from his glorious strength. On that day when he comes to be glorified among his saints and to be marveled at among all those who have believed because our testimony to you was believed. For this reason, we are always praying for you that our God will make you worthy of your calling and use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him in keeping with the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. This is the second episode of Pure Grace with Kitty. I want to thank the friends from Bards Nation, Scott Kesterson from Bards FM, Bended Knee, Fishers of Men, Bards of War, and more, and Kilton Christian, Duncan McGregor, Livin, the Conley, and Jeff S. for all of the encouragement and assistance in bringing this podcast to the public. For a long time, I've been wanting to write about my experiences and share music that has been a part of my life. I hope here to share that from a biblical perspective to pass on that to anyone who might benefit from my sharing. May God be here with us, and most of all, thank you to the Lord Almighty who sent angels into my life to push me to reveal his message at a time such as this. I'm grateful for it all. Let's pray. Mighty God, everything you do reveals your glory and majesty. Open our eyes to see what you are doing in our lives. Let us marvel at your good gifts and your wise provision. Your acts are amazing, Lord. We cannot comprehend the number of blessings you pour out on us from day to day. As we gather today around your name, we pray that you would fill our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Transform us, Lord, and make us more like you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm planting my garden now. And I bought a book from Southern Garden, and they published the planning journal for different regions. I got the one for Florida, and it was recommended to me to put my hands on a good garden planner. So I'm going to recommend that to you because it's a really great tool. So look for a gardening planner for 2023 for your state or region. I like this one, and as I'm in region eight on the border of nine and so inside it gives me a chance to make seed choices based upon what works in both regions. 
So right now it's time to decide what I will put in my spring garden and I'm sorting through my seed collections and the various seed catalogs I get in the mail. I look for some suggestions and I posted some um, that I have for seed and plant catalogs and websites on the notes for this podcast. So it's time to sow the indoor seeds so I can have them ready to put outside once the frost is in the past. I'm trying to get a jump start on the planning, but outside I am preparing the garden with final readiness. If you are here locally in North Florida, I recommend Standard Seed and Feed. They're here in Jacksonville, and I also found them online at www.standardseedandfeed.com. Let me read to you from Mark chapter 3. Jesus has power to drive out demons. They went into a house. A crowd gathered again so that they were not even able to eat a meal. When his own people heard this, they went out to take control of him because they were saying, He's out of his mind. The experts in the law who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and he drives out demons by the ruler of demons. Jesus called them together and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan if a kingdom is divided against itself? That kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but is finished. On the other hand, no one can enter a strong man's house to steal his possessions unless he ties up the strong man first. Then he can plunder his house. Amen, I tell you, everything will be forgiven, people, their sins and whatever blasphemies they may speak. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Jesus said this because they were saying, He has an unclean spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord, that you stay with us while we gather here and bless us with understanding and hearts to do your will. Amen. So I have a problem with fire ants, and they are like demons in my garden, making me turn away from tending the garden to make sure my garden is healthy and producing. The fire ants gave me some serious injuries, and I had to do a lot of trial and error and research to find the best remedies. When the days are cold and the cards all fold and the saints we see are all made of gold When your dreams all fail and the ones we hail are the worst of all and the bloods run stale I wanna hide the truth, I wanna shelter you but with the beast there's nowhere we can hide No matter what we breed We still are made of greed This is my kingdom come This is my kingdom come
back in time to a story about my cousins visiting. When I was about 11 years old, my family lived in South Florida. I came from California where most of my relatives on both sides of my parents' families had settled in the 1960s. And I was really close to these cousins that came from California, a boy and a girl, and I missed them very much. That summer, my uncle took a job in Indianapolis and so they took a detour on their drive from California to the new home in Indiana to come visit us all the way in South Florida. So my cousin's brothers and I were out in the front yard playing tag and hide and go seek. And then we were there for, with some of the neighborhood kids. My cousin, who was probably about 12 at the time, decided he wanted to teach us a new way of playing tag. His sister, my brothers, and I were excited to new, learn a new game. It, if it came all the way from California, it must have been really special. But what I didn't know was that this cousin who I hadn't seen in about five years had become a bully. But he was blonde, blue-eyed, and handsome, and so we were all fooled by his charming looks and demeanor. Apparently, he had spotted a fire ant hill in the yard, so he said he was going to teach us a new way to play Red Rover and Tag at the same time. One by one, each of us was called to come over, and as we darted towards the finish line, my cousin would not just tag us, but he would actually push us, each one, into this certain spot on the lawn, which turned out to be that home of the fire ants that he had spotted. Now, this was summer in South Florida, so the boys had their shirts off, and I was in my Speedo one-piece bathing suit. And as each one of us hit the ground, 
The fire ants swarmed all over our bodies and into our clothing and stung us in all the creases and tight spots the way that fire ants do. So I can't begin to tell you about the crying and fussing that happened next, but my middle brother proceeded to flail his fists around at my cousin, and I ran indoors to cry to my mom. She had to immediately toss me in the bathtub with Epsom salts and vinegar and pulled the ant-infested suit off my body to toss it outside so we didn't have ants in the house or on anyone anymore. And I think it took about two weeks to recover from those stings. So that summer, I spent a lot of time in the pool and at the beach because if I was not in the water, the itching was incredibly intense. I healed, but the anger I had toward my cousin was long-lasting. I've since forgiven him, but it has taken prayer to get past that. According to my cousin's sister, he remained a bully for many years. But because of his pleasant personality and good looks, he got away with a lot of bad behavior and often. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 23, it tells us to watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. You don't, do not need to gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles, do you? So then every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then by their fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Yes, when faced with evil, we must rebuke it in Jesus' name and ask it to depart. Praying for the Holy Spirit to give us strength needed to deflect the fiery arrows that the demons deploy is not for us to seek out evil, but when we do face evil, we need to be ready with our defenses in the armor of God. Part of that armor in the toolbox for the physical evil is a good treatment plan when you are injured. I share with you what I found is the best way to treat fire ant stings. So first, I pray that God sends his Holy Spirit to keep me calm and level-headed. And in the name of Jesus, let me heal quickly from the attack. And then I take action with these useful tools. So I bought a device called a Relief Venom Extractor. Basically, it sucks the sting up to the surface of the skin. You use it as soon as possible after the um, attack. Then you wipe it with a cotton ball dipped in witch hazel or vinegar. I found another device called Bite Away that actually applies direct heat and keeps the venom from spreading if you use it right away. It is a little bit painful, but it works right away in the fire ant or wasp sting. It works on bees and wasps as well. Heal much more quickly than other methods. I've also used um, a Benadryl Extra Strength Anti-Itch Gel. That's a good product um, for relieving the itch in between treatments, especially if you have to um, 
work outside the home where you don't have access to um, other treatments that you might have at home. And then again, regular soaks in the tub with Epsom salts and vinegar, and also bentonite clay are helpful. If you have access to a pool, hot tub, or ocean, that is good relief if you have many stings. So after I wipe the tears and the initial treatment, I put the biggest pot I have on the stove and I fill it with water and set it to boil. So through a lot of research, trial and error, this is the best remedy for fire ants I've found that works for me. This is, I'm talking about out in the garden, in the yard. So I do my best to avoid poisons that are harmful to ingest, especially when it comes to my food. Don't want those things in the ground in my garden. So I get something called orange oil. You can find it at your local Ace Hardware and other locations. Um, you can also order it online. Of course, the boiling water that I talked about. And then I found a product called Come and Get It. And this is um, found in your, um, again, Ace Hardware carries it, and you can also find it online. So this is the process of fire ant removal, and it does require dedication. You have to be very um, persistent. So first, you find the ant hill. I discovered I have a species of fire ant that does not make a raised mound. Actually, they hide under the layer of vegetation or mulch, and when it's disturbed even slightly, they go on attack. Their wounds normally take months to heal if they're not treated quickly and by this method that I've um, outlined earlier. So at the mound, I take a stick or a rake and just really gingerly poke it where that mound is located so I can find um, how large it is. And then while my water is on the stove boiling, I take that orange oil and I pour it in a ring about four to six inches from the perimeter of the mound, just all around in a circle. And then once the water is boiling, I take that and I pour it on top of the center of the mound. And as soon as possible after doing that, I pour about four ounces of orange oil on top of the boiling water. That's about a half a cup and you can watch the ants melt. It's pretty strange, um, but there is something in the oil that melts what's called the exoskeleton. That's the outside of the insect, and it um, melts it when it's heated. So afterwards, after that's all done, then I follow the, the directions on the come and get it label, and I apply it just the way they tell you to there in the yard. You can repeat the process before you apply the come and get it. You can repeat the boiling water and orange oil and if you do have a larger mound. You can also use the orange oil for cleaning your wooden surfaces. I recently had my grandkids over to eat a gingerbread house we had made together a few weeks before. And so while we were taking pieces off the house to eat, my seven-year-old granddaughter dropped the cookie crumbs all over the floor. And while we were playing a game of life, ants started to make a trail from the outside door inside the house to eat the cookie crumbs. So I got out the orange oil and a cleaning towel and wiped their trail right away. And those ants never returned and the kitchen smelled really good afterwards too.
So after pouring the boiling water um, that not only kills the offending pests, it also kills the good bacteria in the soil, all those nutrients and probiotics. So after I treat that spot in the garden, I find a good way to return the nutrients is through adding compost, like my chicken compost, and liquid seaweed. You can usually find the liquid seaweed at either your local nursery, at a seed and feed, or a farmer's market. So God gives us so many living parables. With the ants and treating them, we find that there's collateral damage in the healing. But with Jesus and God's grace, he takes our broken pieces and makes us stronger than before if we continue to have faith despite the trials. So after treating, it's important to remember that ants and pests don't like places that are evenly watered and receive a lot of foot traffic. So it's most important to visit your garden daily and to water often to keep the soil evenly moist. Just like God's word, if you visit often, it will keep you in the armor of God so that you can stomp out evil and protect against future invasions by staying on guard. Putting on the full armor of God means that the battle is unavoidable. The enemy is invisible, but Satan is not God's peer. Only God is omnipresent and omniscient. Only God can work miracles. Only God is eternal. Because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are seated with him in heavenly places. He did this, I'm talking about the administration of God's grace, so that through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. That's from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. So stay vigilant, my friends. Demons are real, but they need a body to exist. With the armor of God, you will be protecting your soul and your body from the penetrating attacks. You will be a warrior who deflects and defends from the approach of evil. Every day we read stories about real demons. We hear of people charged with many crimes and wonder how they became that way. And if you did come into contact with them, how would you defend yourself from not only the evil acts, from, but also from the spiritual demons? To help you understand, I wanted to tell you about a story, a horrible story in the news of a man here in my area who's currently incarcerated for a number of co convictions of theft and burglary. He is in the prison the next county over, but while he is incarcerated there, he's suddenly now being charged in my county with the murder and with murder and human trafficking. He actually wrote a letter to the judge saying he deserved to be let go because he now has a child that he has decided will make him a better man and that he'd now like to be a better father if he could only be let go to, to do better. But this is what but this is what it is said that he did and should be a warning to anyone on how evil works. So when it comes to trafficking, first, usually the offender um, seeks out a woman or a young person, even a small child, but their first motive is to get them to try drugs or alcohol. They usually use drugs now that are highly addictive, that take only one or two um, doses to um, get you to want more. 
So next, they make sure that you get addicted to the drug. They want you to think they are the one who cares the most about you and about your feelings. And if you just take the drug, you'll feel better than you've ever felt. Once you're addicted, and it usually takes a few days with the drugs that are available now, they will be addicted quickly. And then the trafficker will begin pimping out the addicted. And then the cycle continues of pimping and drug use. But with that comes resistance on the victim's part. And if there's any resistance, there becomes violence added. And then the violence increases until finally the trafficker will sell that person to another owner or they may beat them severely. Sometimes they escape, but usually if they escape, it was because the trafficker was stopped or the escape through their own death. In the case of the man who is awaiting sentence on top of the one he is already serving, he beat someone to death and he was trafficking humans. Here is someone who claims he could be a good father to a child after treating others in the way that he was. The real crime is the ones who don't have a heart for carrying out the golden rule says in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, treat others just as you would want them to treat you. By helping others, instead, they harm others to sell them into slavery and gain the profit off of those they've harmed. That's not the golden rule. So if you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like to see covered, I've posted my contact information for both Telegram and an email address where you can find me. This is Pure Grace with Kitty. Let us pray the Lord's Prayer today. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it tells us, Indeed, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Here we rejoice in that gift. It's letting go.
this world. 